0: Go talk about Mel Tucker and Michigan State. Man, number 11 less than a month ago in the country after that 2-0 start and the reeling. And I don't know how it stops. And they get a Wisconsin team that's rejuvenated with Leonard taking over for Chris. That's homecoming Saturday. And he's Lansing. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports, which is heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game 7.30 7:30 a.m. in Lansing. That also carries a huge show tape delayed. Weeknights at 6 p.m. and Tim, you've been there forever uh, for decades in Lansing. Uh, how is Mel Tucker going to dig out of this?
1: Well, I don't think it's easy, Bill. And I'm more perplexed and confused by this team than anyone that I can remember watching over here. I see the Associated Press just gave out its midseason Pig Ten Awards, and it names the most disappointing team in the conference, and I guess not surprisingly, Michigan State. But I think it's very hard to identify what all the problems are. I do see that Michigan State quarterback Peyton Thorne said today that he has been injured since the first game against Western Michigan, which has hampered his running ability. He says he's not 100% going into Wisconsin, which surprises me that a player would admit that, especially at that position, knowing that he is going to play, but he hopes to get back to 100% soon. So I'm going to take him at his word and figure that that's one reason that he has been somewhat less effective than what he was a year ago. But I think, as you know, Bill, they got problems everywhere that they have displayed the last four weeks. And frankly, I don't know what to make out of the Wisconsin game. I've said for four straight weeks, I can't believe they're that bad. And I am surprised, even though Wisconsin had a much better game at Northwestern, that Wisconsin is a seven-point favorite here. And for that matter, I think this this is the season right here, because to me if they lose one, they're going to lose three because if they lose this game, they'll lose at Michigan and lose at Illinois, and they may lose those two games even if they do beat Wisconsin, but you realize if they do lose to Wisconsin, you're staring at at least a seven-game losing streak, and boy, that has not happened around here for a long time, and it's incredibly ironic that after all the fanfare of desperately trying to save the head coach a year ago with a gargantuan he can't turn it down. We've made him an offer. He can't refuse contracts. We so won't leave. Look where things are right now. Now, how they are moving forward is, is tough to call. I said today, Bill, Michigan State's got to hope that when Southern Cal and UCLA get into the Big Ten, they better hope that Big Ten East is dissolved somehow because I don't see how that they can possibly get to some of the goals they want in the future if they got to play Ohio State every single year. I, I just don't see how they can do it. I just don't see them catching them, especially as long as Ryan Day's a coach. I don't see it.
0: Well, Tim, I I look at the Big Ten in the future and I don't think there's going to be divisions. I think they're going to follow the ACC pod model and your two highest-ranked teams, top two teams in your conference. Uh, and I don't know what formula they'll use because uh, it's the schedules will be... Not even every year, but there'll be some or type of formula. I don't know if there'll be a Big Ten committee that meets in a room and decides what two teams play, uh, but that's where they're going. And I really believe that the divisions, when USC and UCLA join, will be dissolved.
1: Well, they have to hope for that because I just don't see. You know, I claim in these last two years, this year and last year, if Ohio State had wanted to do it, with one exception, the pick six Saturday, they could have scored a touchdown every single time they had the ball. Now, that's what you talk about in the state of Michigan in a high school mismatch if a Class A team plays a Class D team or something like that. I mean, I believe Saturday by halftime when they had 35, if they had wanted to do it, they could have scored every single time they had the ball, and some of those drives were well over 90 yards. It had never slowed them down at all. And I don't. I, I am with you. I believe Ohio State is the best team in the country. That doesn't mean they can't. I think they're going to be 13-0 going to the semifinal. And I think whoever's going to beat them, providing the Ohio State's got its key guys healthy, providing they play, I think they're going to be tough to stop offensively. I mean, they, they, they're as good an offensive team. I, I understand State's got problems. I get all that. But scoring every single time you get the ball, every single time you get the ball, you can do that. So I'm like you. I think George. I watched them just barely beat Missouri. I think Alabama's ripe to get beat this Saturday at Tennessee, whether the quarterback plays or not. But even if he, even if they do win, I just think those teams are going to have a hard time playing Ohio State if Ohio State's healthy, which sets. I think it's probably going to set up an 11 and 0, 11 and 0. Michigan-Ohio State game in Columbus, and of course, that'd be a monster matchup. And right now, I think Michigan isn't close to Ohio State. Just my own thought, as of October 11th, that could change, of course.
0: We'll see after the Penn State game on Saturday. That'll give you a little bit more uh, gauge on where Michigan is at. Tim Stout, Stout on sports from the game, 7.30 AM in Lansing, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. I think the biggest question for Mel Tucker, Tim, all this momentum from day one is enthusiasm, the woodshed, deep water, uh, smoking the stogie, Paul Bunyan trophy, 2-0 against Michigan, $95 million deal. Uh, they get a bowl win. They're top 15 again, top you know 12. All this mojo now has come to a screeching halt, and the only way he's going to get it back is by winning big football games. That's it.
1: Yeah. I- And he admits that. I mean, I give him credit yesterday when he was asked about all these fans fleeing Spartan Stadium at halftime, if not earlier, so that by the end of the game the TV cameras show a stadium that only has the other team's fans in it. Like, he he didn't chastise his home fans. Like he said, we got to put a better product on the field so that they'll want to stay. I give him credit for that because I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, you know, these these fans pay a lot of money for these tickets. They've heard everything you just mentioned about all the mojo and all this and that. But you got to deliver if you're going to do that. I would never have got into all of that what I call tacky stuff. I would have just been very, very low-key about this whole thing because, Bill, in reality, the places where they were going to be uh, challenge this fall they 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 haven't improved there. The secondary is a disaster and I understand they got injuries there, but everybody gets injuries. They can't run the ball for beans. They're, the offensive line cannot protect Thorne and sooner or later he's going to get whacked even beyond what he is and may, it may come from Michigan if not Wisconsin. The kicking game isn't nearly what it used to be. I'm talking about place kicking now. That used to be one of their huge strengths. And I still go back to last year that everything that could go their way went their way in a lot of those games so that the ball bounced right so that they could get those 11 wins. And if you'll remember, in the Peach Bowl, it's a three-point game, and Pittsburgh's on the 23-yard line going into score with the third string quarterback, and he threw a pick six, which made the final 31-21, even though if the ball's, you know, maybe a foot the other way, they catch it, they win it, they, they score, and they win that bowl game. So I, I think that, that, that you know that's affected my look at the whole thing. At the start of the year, I had them 8-4, but I never realized that they were going to have as many problems as they have had on both sides of the ball. And defensively, I don't know how they're going to slow Michigan down. I, I just don't know how they're going to do it. And, you know, it's one thing if they had something solid to build from, whether it was special teams, kicking game, running game, short pass, long pass, defense, pass, they don't have any of that. At least in the last four games, they have not had any of that. And the stat that amazed me on Saturday against Ohio State, uh, Stroud threw the ball 11 times down the field past 10 yards, and he completed all 11 of those passes. Now, I get that it's Ohio State. But when Michigan State faces McCarthy, he's the nation's leading percentage completion passer, and he'll be playing at home. I think Wisconsin's a toss-up, and I think with Michigan State's offensive struggles, Illinois is going to be enormously motivated on November 5th in Champaign, and that's a letdown game for State, whether they win or lose against Michigan, because every game after the Michigan game, a team tends to let down. So that's why I claim if they've got any hope of salvaging anything, somehow, some way, they have got to hope it goes their way against Wisconsin Saturday, and I think it's a toss-up game.
0: Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. The Huge show is taped delayed weekdays, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. on a.m. 7.30 in Lansing. Tim, appreciate your huge opinion on the state of Spartan football. Look forward to our next conversation.
1: Absolutely, anytime. They'll keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again soon.